0: Coaches, the seventh annual Legends at the Grove Basketball Coaches Clinic will be September 18th, 2022 at Walnut Grove High School in Loganville, Georgia. The clinic will feature some of the best basketball college and high school minds in the country. Coach Andy Landers, all-time winningest coach at University of Georgia women's basketball, inducted into the Hall of Fame, and also 994 career wins. Gene Durden, nine-time girls basketball, Georgia High School basketball state champion. Kathy Walton, five-time Georgia High School basketball state champion at Southwest Decab High School. Jerry Finkbeiner, former Utah State and Oral Roberts women's head coach. Kobe Durden, the assistant women's basketball coach at Beaufort High School. Brad Barber, the Youth Curriculum Director for Shoot360. Jan Azar, the Head Girls Basketball Coach at Hebron Christian, 13 state titles. Coach Pete Acock, Legendary High School Basketball Coach. Coaches, you need to come. Uh, please all have links and barcode QR codes out there for you to register I have a special discount for you. If you register your coaching staff in the next seven days, I will give a special two-for-one offer for you to bring your uh, your coaches. It could be one, two, three. I can definitely give you a special discount. Please sign up within the next seven days. We're looking forward to seeing you at the clinic. All coaches will get a free lunch. Also, we'll have a concession stand available. Also, if you come early, we'll have a breakfast for you. It's, it's a clinic that will last starting at 830, finish at 445 with the great coach Andy Landers. We're looking forward to seeing you.
1: Hello, Phys Ed family. My name is Kyle Bragg, a National Board Certified Teacher and the 2021 National Elementary PE Teacher of the Year. I create content and write blogs on best practices in physical education, and my passion is social emotional learning and making sure every student feels valued, loved, and heard within classes. So a lot of my content and blogs I have written can be found on my Twitter handle, at E-L-E-M-P-E-1, at E-L-E-M-P-E-1. I want to say thanks to Kevin for providing an awesome, awesome opportunity for us to learn on his Championship Vision Podcast from some of the best PE teachers and coaches from around the world. Thank you, Kevin.
0: Coaches, welcome to episode 311 of the Championship Podcast. Today, we have Coach Matt Medlin. Matt Medlin has been a physical education teacher in Walton County at Youth Elementary School since 2004. He is married to his beautiful wife, Jenny Medlin. He has been married since 2009, and she is currently a teacher's assistant at the University of Georgia. His parents are both retired teachers from DeKalb County, and his twin brother, Jason, is also a teacher in Augusta. Teaching might be in the blood for him. He was a graduate of Loganville High School, class of 1999, Georgia College and State University in 2004 and then went on to earn his master's degree at Walden University and a specialist degree at Lincoln Memorial. The one thing that Matt has done is created what he calls the Early Birds Club. In 2008 he started an early morning PE club for the older students in the school. What he had envisioned since he was in the fifth grade now finally became reality. He began the club with third, fourth, and fifth graders maxing out around 75 students on a good morning. Five years later, the club is strictly fourth and fifth grade. He meets two different days, and he is over 175 club club members strong. The students get to experience wacky, crazy games each meeting. He provides them breakfast sponsored by parents in the community, and they listen to a well-respected speaker from the county. He tries his best to saturate them with positive influence. Coaches, let's welcome Coach Matthew Medley. Coaches, uh, welcome back to the Championship Vision podcast, episode 311 today with Coach Matt Medlin. He's the um, elementary PE teacher, uh, deluxe. I mean, he's a superstar out here in Walton County at Youth Elementary School out here in Walton County. Uh, Also the owner of Medlin Entertainment. This guy does a lot of things in our community. Uh, Matt, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I have you know, basketball coaches, great PE teachers uh, on my podcast all the time, and uh, I want you to tell a little bit about man. You're a homeboy here, man. You're you're uh, you went to school out here. Uh, you played uh, just recently. You went back. You had a little reunion with uh, Coach Ron Bradley at Loganville, yes, man. Tell us a little bit about your background.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely a homer. Um, I've always said Loganville, Walton County is kind of the black hole, not in a, not in a bad way. Just you, know, you just always end up back there somehow. Um, but yeah, so uh, we moved out here in seventh grade, kind of from the uh, Clarkston Stone Mountain area. Um, my parents are both retired teachers. They taught 30 years in DeKalb County. Um, I got a twin brother, Jason. He's a principal out in Augusta at one of the largest high schools in Augusta. My wife's a teacher. Um, so, you know, we've just kind of, our whole family, we just bleed, uh, you know, education and, and teaching. And so we moved out here in seventh grade, went to Loganville Middle School, went to Loganville High School, get, uh, pr- played for Ron Bradley. I was only fortunate enough to play with him for one year before he moved on. But, um, you know, the relationships you build and the, uh, I guess, just the, the, the whole persona of playing for him was just amazing. Um, and uh, so that was fun. Um, I graduated from Loganville High School in 99 uh, mm-hmm. and uh, went to Georgia College out in Milledgeville. And it um, took me five years, you know, I had to take a victory lap. Intramural schedule got in the way a little bit. So I had to change <laughs> my schedule around. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, got a job teaching. Um, I, I taught one year at 8th Road Elementary. Mm-hmm. elementary PE. And then I got transferred over here to youth and I've been here for 18 years. This is my 19th year teaching. So that's where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah. And you do a lot of great things. I mean, I, all my players, I think pretty much all my players, a lot of kids here that uh, were part of your uh, PE classes and so forth. Um, but um, what, what's it like? Cause I, I've always traveled. I, I didn't, I did not work in my area and back in California where I'm from. Um, is that, you know, what are some positives and maybe some negatives, you know, from, from coming back to your own community a little bit? I guess you know everybody, right?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I do absolutely know everybody. Um, my wife, you know, reminds me of that anywhere we go, you know, <laughs> Walmart, uh, out to eat. I mean, I see kids on cruises at Disney World. I mean, it's inevitable. Anywhere we go, I'm going to end up seeing somebody, which I love. I mean, I, you know, I embrace it. I love it. I don't shy away from it. You know, I love the kids. Um, But I guess, you know, some, some positives, uh, you know, I guess it depends on your reputation and your character. I think, Um, you know, if, if you are already have a good relationship with the community, you know, that helps. Um, I think I was, I'm pretty fortunate enough to can say that, you know, I ha- I have a good relationship with the community. You know, I try to invest as much in the community as they invested in me. Um, you know, negatives. Also, you, it's kind of a flip, you know, you're not going to go anywhere without seeing somebody. And I I say, you know, putting on, I, I have to always be coach Medlin. you know, that's anywhere right. I go, you know, I'm, I got to be coach metal and that it's hard to have a down day, you know. And some days you need the down day, some days you need to, you know, take a step back and chill, and you know, you're not always given that opportunity. Um, so, I, but with that being said, the positives absolutely outweigh the negative 100%. So, I wouldn't change it for anything.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, the great thing is, um, you, you know, you have developed kind of a legacy. There uh, at your school and so forth. You know, it's kind of cool seeing kids that you taught a while back kind of grow up and get married and do different things, right? So you, yeah. you're kind of kind of a tradition, kind of a legacy out there uh,
1: where you are. Yeah, it's a uh, it's crazy. It, we're I'm in that time frame where <laughs> I'm teaching kids of and their parents were students that I had at the beginning, and I'm DJing weddings of students that. I've taught and things like that. So yeah, we're—it's crazy to think, but you know, I'm in that time frame where it's coming full circle for sure.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna get into your uh, your uh, Medlin Entertainment uh, company that you own and so forth. Matter of fact, uh, uh, Matt is sponsoring uh, one of the sponsors for Legends at the Grove Clinic, where a lot of you coaches are gonna be at and so forth. We have coaches from all over the country coming in. Um, but man thanks again for uh partnering with us and uh and, and again being part of the community because this is the clinic is part of the community we're bringing basketball here.
1: Yeah. I mean I you know I'm always looking for opportunities to, you know, financially give back but also, you know, smartly give back to where um you know I, um I feel like I'm I would be able to make an impact in you know in the community and I feel like this is one of the one of the ways to do it, man, you know Community invests in me all the time, especially with my early birds program and things like that. And and this is a way for me to to, to give back, I guess.
0: Absolutely on that. Um, And also in December, um, he's also part of the um, showcase that we're having the Battle of Champions, Matt. We're bringing uh, all the state championship girls teams back here to Walnut Grove to play in a little showcase event. So, uh, which
1: is, That's awesome. it really
0: hasn't been done. I wanted to do something unique. You're probably one of those thinkers too. You try to do things that are a little bit different, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. I. Uh, it's funny. When you when I got the, um, the email and, the, and I saw the flyer that you were doing this, it reminded me because I, I coached volleyball at Walnut Grove High School for about uh, seven or eight years. And I put together the Walton County Invitational. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was where I, you know, we got Loganville, Loganville Christian and Monroe and all these surrounding area teams to come in and play in like a home tournament. And it, man, it reminded me of that. And, you know, it's so much fun when you are able to put together something and and it works and it's fun. And, you know, and the kids enjoy it, the community enjoys it. So it it reminded me of that a lot. And I was, you know, I'm glad you're doing it, man. I think it's going to be awesome.
0: And I know you work for or uh, work with uh, Rob uh, Donaldson, the yeah. uh, assistant principal at, at, at Youth Middle School. And I know you guys ran a
1: big time tournament. Did, were you there when he did that? Uh, um, so I coached with him when he was at Loganville High School. Um, okay. He was the girls' coach, uh, the varsity girls basketball coach at Loganville High School. So I was his assistant, and then I coached the JV girls team. So. Gotcha. Um, yeah, he was always – he had his hands in a lot of stuff as well, just like you. So he was always looking to improve the community and the, and the culture as well.
0: Absolutely on that. And I tried to recruit coaches. I tried to recruit Matt onto the staff. It was a quick no. <laughs> no <laughs>
1: yeah. <plan. laughs> yeah. I, man, the time that I – you know, my props, my, my hat's off to you for sure. The time that goes into doing what you do at the level that you do it. And, I like, if I'm going to do something – I can only do it 100 percent. Right. It would be hard for me to to jump on board in something and just kind of halfway do something. That's just not how I'm wired. And obviously, that's not how you're wired either. So, you know, for me to the the reason why I had to quickly say no was because I knew that I would not be able to invest 100 percent into it. And I I would not you know, it wouldn't be good for me. It wouldn't be good for you either. So
0: yeah, I totally agree there. And I know you're um, you're still with uh, coaching the flag football, right? You're uh, helping out with the flag.
1: Flag football um, over at, uh, yeah, at Walnut Grove. I, you know, I, I played flag football for my whole, from college all the way up until I was probably 35 or 36, um, until I, you know, ran into some big knee injuries and stuff like that. But I played it forever, you know, adult leagues and all the And it, I love it. I, I eat it. I sleep it. I breathe it. Um, it was a big part of my life. So when they started the, the team at the high school, I was like, how can I help? Right. So I had a lot of fun. We, um, I was able to be the offensive coordinator last year and uh, made it to the Sweet 16. And it was just it was so much fun. The girls were amazing. They were great. They were so much fun. I had a blast.
0: Yeah, you guys built a great program here, man. I'm sure you guys, Coach Smith, everybody, uh, all you guys have done a great job building the flag football program, which is up and coming. Uh, I don't know if any other states have it, but uh, I know the state of Georgia here, they, the girls love the flag football. It's growing in popularity.
1: Yeah, you know, it is. It's we're they're adding teams, you know, tenfold every year. It started with probably twenty-something teams year one, and now you know there's hundreds of teams now in the state of Georgia. So it's it's very cool. You know, it, yeah. Go ahead. Sure. I'm sorry.
0: No, no, no. Um, hey, let's get into. Uh, I have a lot of PE teachers that that listen uh, to the podcast, and we're here to learn. Um, you have developed a great PE program there. I want you to talk and kind of. Uh, share about what you do there at youth elementary school with your PE program, talk about your philosophy and some of the things that you do.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, You know, I I have to, I have to swing it back to when I was an elementary school student myself, my PE teacher, um, her name was Cheryl Fink. Um, And, uh, you know, she had an early morning PE club. she, ran an amazing PE program. She, you know, the, the field days, the Olympics we did, it was just top notch. And you don't really realize that as a kid, because you just, you just assume that everybody does that. Um, you know, it wasn't until I got older that I realized how much time and effort and that she invested into me and our school. And so I was like, you know what I have, I want to do that. I, I love sports. Um, you know, so Going into college, I knew I wanted to be a PE teacher. I never changed my mind. Um, you know, when I got here as a PE teacher, I kind of wanted to mold and shape the, the how I operate around, you know, what I learned from her. Um, so, you know, I, I wanted to create a safe environment. You know, I, I know that every kid is not the same. You know, you're going to have your sweaty kids that never want to stop playing. You're going to have your kids that, you know, don't want to drop a sweat and they'd rather sit around and talk and, you know, play on their devices. And so, you know, my idea was how can I get everybody to feel comfortable and not embarrassed and, you know, and still have a good time and have fun and play. And that's the key. Um, So that's kind of how I, I mold and shape my PE program is, one safe one comfortable you know one to where everybody has a chance to at least come out and do something and want to do something
0: yeah for sure and, and that is uh, you know uh, why at the elementary school matt because i, I t- i'm one of those that i love working with like when i have my camps i love working with the young kids there's nothing like a high five and a smile kids absolutely love their PE coach at that. Yes. So, I mean, we're all like, we're probably both the same. It's like, um, that's, that's a great age group for you. Right.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, I, when I came out of college, I thought, you know, I'm going to be a high school coach and I'm going (laughs) to, I want to be a PE teacher in high school. And I'll, you know, when they offered me the job at the elementary, there was the only really job available. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be terrible. (laughs) I, I mean, first year in i'm like what was i thinking this is the best job ever like sure. all the kids want to be here they you're right i mean they come running in you know and it, yeah and you know you can play all kinds of different stuff and honestly like the the idea of just rolling a ball out let them do whatever i i there's no way i could do that i mean i just i would be bored to death and you know the kids would be missing so much so just the 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 fact that I have to be structured and organized with these elementary age students, I mean, because I'm working with five year olds all the way up until, you know, 10, 11 year olds and 12 year olds and stuff. And, you know, you got to be structured and organized or they're going to go crazy and and run you over. So um, it's it's a challenge, but it's a fun challenge. Every day is different. There is never, ever the same exact day. You know, everything's different.
0: You got to be ready to go every day. Right. No, you yes, can't sir. take any days off for sure. No, definitely. can't. <laughs> um yeah but how many how many classes kids are running into excited about uh and, and elementary PE is the only one
1: yeah I mean the only one I can think of I don't you know I'm not trying to <laughs> I'm not bashing anybody else but like yeah I mean they come running in and that's they are geared up ready to go and you know when they you know when I know the days that they know they have PE they're they're geared up and ready yeah
0: for sure hey talk about How do you get your class started? I think your best coaches get the classes started off in the right way. Uh, The the coaches that struggle don't have good management or or management or protocol. How do you all get started there at youth?
1: Yeah, so um, that's I'm I'm glad you actually said that because honestly, I think that's where a lot of teachers miss the boat. Um, They either don't use the right methods enough, or they overuse things to where the kids get so used to it that they're just kind of goes in one ear out the other. Um, So it's a balance of being able to use the right methods at the right time, um, whether that's, you know, raising my voice at the right time and bringing it back down or um, things like that. I, you know, I was very uh, fortunate to have an awesome uh, professor at college, Nigel Davies, who, um, you know, who went over that stuff, like, spent a lot of time on, on things like positive pinpointing and back to the wall and things like that. So um, here at, at, at youth, we know that they come running into PE and I do not expect them to come in and sit down and be quiet as a mouse immediately. Uh, we give them the first couple minutes when they, cause they come in at different times. We might get one class in And they're sitting and waiting. And then two or three minutes later, another class comes. So we've learned immediately that, hey, when they first come in the gym, you know, they the first five minutes, two or three, four or five minutes, that's their time. They can get water. They can fill up their water bottles, use the restroom, put their stuff up, change their shoes, talk with their buddies, you know, mingle. They've been in the classroom for who knows how long. Um, So. The ability to give them the first few minutes on their own, it kind of gives them, it empowers them, gives them a little bit of freedom. And then it gives me the ability to, hey, they know when it's time to start because, you know, all I have to do is get up there and stand and I'll start counting down five, four. And by the time I get to one, they better be in a sitting down in their spot, quiet facing me. Um, and it works. You know, the kids know it because um, they've had their time to goof off and, and, and fill up their water bottles and restroom or whatever. And, you know, by the time I get to one, very rarely do we ever have anybody that's doing the wrong thing because they've already had their time to do whatever they want to do. So that as far as classroom management, it's been a tremendous, uh, um, I guess, behavioral help um, with us, given them the first few minutes to just kind of do what they need to get done.
0: Yeah, because how you start is usually how your class goes. I, I mean, I'm yeah. a firm believer of that, not only in my my PE, but also in the in my basketball. How you start is hugely important, man. Huge. Um, uh, talk about, again, you talk about positive pinpointing and backs to the wall, I think it was. Yeah. Talk about some of your class management tools, some weapons that you have. Okay. Oh, actually tools, not weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> they, I mean,
1: sometimes they are. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, when you're in PE, you're not de- I'm not in a classroom where I've got 15, 20 kids directly in front of me. And, you know, I don't have to raise my voice at all because I'm in a classroom and they're right there. You know, I'm in a am cl- in a gym where it's huge. It echoes. Um, there's 60 plus kids that, you know, at a time. So I've got to figure out ways to one, get their attention. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to listen to me. I've got to explain what we're doing. So I, you know, you don't have a lot of time. So I use positive pinpointing a lot because, hey, if, if you're a five, six, seven, eight-year-old kid, you want some attention. You want the teachers to acknowledge that you're doing the right thing. So if I see, for example, if I see, you know, coach, uh, if I see a kid that is not doing what I ask, he's making a bad decision. You know, he's talking to his buddies. He's, you know, banging the bowling pin on the ground. He's playing with the ball. He's doing something he should not be doing. He is not paying attention. What I'll do is I'll start picking out kids that are doing the right thing. You know, I'll say, oh my gosh, look at Bill over here. He is doing the right thing. Bill, thank you so much. You are amazing. I appreciate what you're doing. And then all those other kids see how much attention Bill's getting for doing the right thing. And they zip up and they get quiet and, you know, they put their stuff up and, you know, that's how we're able to use positive pinpoint. Same thing in games, you know, if we're playing a game and I pause the game and I stop the game, you know, I'm able to point out, Oh my gosh, Susie over there, she, she, you know, did this in the game. She did exactly what I asked her to do. You know, she had the correct form or she was able to, she, she put the ball in the right basket. Susie, thank you so much for doing the right thing. You know, then all the kids, now they know what to do and they see it being done and they see the attention that can be um, received for that. So positive pinpointing is huge, huge for me. Um, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I love that because um, I think a lot of coaches get frustrated because they do focus too much on the negative. And I think yeah. after a while, that becomes contagious, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, but c- exactly. Cause like you have to think back, like these are kids, they're five, they're six. Yeah. So like, if you keep telling them what not to do, they don't know. They don't have a clue what to do. You know, okay. if I keep saying, if I keep saying, "Don't run, don't run, don't run," you know, I, I, they don't know what. They just know they can't run. They don't know what they can do. You know, yeah. so I, I try to avoid telling them what not to do. I try to I try to focus on what to do. Tell them what they can, and you know, and, and stay away from what they can't do.
0: Yeah. And I think human nature, right, Matt, it, we, we try to look for the negatives, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. human nature. I hate to say it, but man, when you find the positive, I think I, I, I take a great teacher like yourself who has good observational eyes. You know, a lot of teachers can't find the positive, yeah. uh, but there's positive everywhere.
1: Oh yeah. You can always find something for sure.
0: No doubt. Hey, uh, give us some of your greatest games. Like every PE, I, 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 I love to steal like three or four of your best practices at youth elementary what are some of your best games or activities that you do
1: yeah so you know we we definitely learned early on that um with a a gym full of a a million kids um (laughs) if you focus the entire time on just learning a skill that's tough (laughs) you know you got to figure out ways to hey how can i implement skills but in a fun game you know I mean, that, when it boils down to it, it I, the kids, like I, I've said it a million times, the kids are five, six, seven, eight. Not, you know, like they want to play. They come to the gym. They want to play. So we, me and the other coach, Coach A, we try to implement all these skills like dodging, fleeing, you know, things like that um, in awesome games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I go to a Share the Wealth P conference um, every January down at uh, Jekyll Island um, where all the cool P teachers – Uh, from all over the nation come and you learn all these awesome games and you steal stuff. So, you know, I've been able to learn from them. I've been able to modify things that they do. Um, but I'll tell you what, man, if, if you're listening and you don't have a lot of equipment, if you can just find five or six hula hoops, I got the best game out there. Yes. It's called, we call it stingray. Um, And it is an amazing game. And what you do is you take uh, the whole gym floors, the ocean and everybody, all the kids are swimmers in the ocean. Mm -hmm. And when the music starts, uh, by the way, we use music for everything. Music tells you when to play. When you stop the music, hey, they they stop. They're kind of trained in here. But when the music starts, all the kids are using whatever locomotor movements you've already told them to do. So like, for example, uh, the game that, you know, if we're playing stingray, I might say, all right, swimmers, for this game, you can use uh, speed skipping and jumping. You know, I might i will pick two or three locomotor movements. So all the swimmers know, hey, when the music starts, I got to use, I can only use these locomotor movements. So they're practicing locomotor movements. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to stay away from the stingrays because I've chosen five or six stingrays and they use the hoops to kick across the ground and it glides across the ground, like a stingray tail. Yeah. And if, you know, and they're trying to kick the, the feet of the swimmers, the swimmers are jumping and hopping and trying to stay away from the, from the hoops. Um, so the stingrays are trying to sting the swimmers. The swimmers are trying to, you know, stay alive pretty much in the ocean. Um, and we use, what, we use a pay-up system in our gym. Um, I might say that, hey guys, this game is worth uh, 50 cents or this game is worth a dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, and on, my, on our walls in the gym, all over the walls in the gym, there's menu boards. And for example, uh, 10 push-ups might cost 25 cents. Um, you know, 10 uh, sit-ups might cost uh, uh, you know, 50 cents. Uh, you can do the iron chair. That'll cost you a dollar, things like that. So, like, for example, if you get out in the game, if you're a swimmer and you get kicked by the hoop in the game, you're out. So I, I don't want anybody out for good. I hate that. Right. Kids that are out, out for good and they got to go sit, those are going to be the same kids over and over again that mm-hmm. aren't as skilled as the other kids. Right. So what I do is, hey, if you get out, your hand goes up you go to the wall and you pay up whatever the, the game is worth. So if the game's worth a dollar, go to the menu board, pay up a dollar. That means you got to find a dollar's worth of exercises or things like that. So yeah, they're getting their exercises in. It's not punishment. You know, it's a way to get back in the game. Um, cause I hate exercises, punishment too. Um, I am not a proponent of that, that, you know, I want kids to exercise. I don't want them to grow up not wanting it. So, um, it, Stingray, we love it because it do, it doesn't require a lot of equipment. Everybody's moving all the time. There's right. never anybody not moving. Um, I mean, so we'll play that in a in, you know during a P day, and they there's not a kid in there not dripping sweat for sure.
0: Yeah, a lot, a lot of great movements. Number one, you got kids. Kids love that. First of all, it's a cool name, Stingray game. Um, yeah. you can, or you can just say you know. I mean, I I think creativity is the key, right? Mm-hmm. Matt, you gotta, you gotta be creative in all your games, but what I love about that is the pay-up system, that is very unique, I love that, that system on that, so um, I love how you use exercising to get back in the game, that, that, that's awesome, yeah, keep people, you're trying to maximize participation time, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, it, we could play Stingray, I could give them breaks, but like, we, we play Stingray pretty, you know, the whole time, and you know, the kids, the kids know they can go get water when they want it and stuff like yeah. that. And um, we use pay-up system with all of our games. Every game I play, for the majority of all the games I play, if you get out in a game, there's a pay-up. There's a way to get back in. And, I, you know, it gives me the chance for certain games to use what I call uh, – because, they, you know, they're big into video games. Um, so I'm able to use the word respawn. So I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Um, So in a video game, if you you die in a video game, Mm -hmm. you might get respawned somewhere else on the map. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'll choose a part of the gym. It might be the center circle. It might be the back wall. It might be this line over here, this cone. Depending on whatever game we're playing, there is a respawn area. So for example, if a kid gets out in Stingray, he goes and he pays up. He does his exercises. And instead of, you know, as soon as he's done getting exercises, you know, his best bud is like lurking in the corner waiting on him to be done. and Then he stings him again, you know. <laughs> to avoid that, to avoid that, we have a respawn section. And um, a, the kid will go pay up. And then his game does not start back until he walks through the respawn section, whether right. that's walking through the middle circle, touching the cone, the back wall, whatever it is you know, he respawns and then he's back in the game. That way it's on his terms. You know, he's looking around to make sure nobody's his buddy's not, you know, following him. Exactly. And then he can get back in the game when he's ready.
0: That's a good reset right there.
1: It I'm is. Sure on yeah, that. Because it kids will cheat. Oh, all of them. <laughs> all of them cheat. Even the ones you don't think will cheat, they'll cheat. All That's right. Cheat. That's yeah. right. Um,
0: yeah. And how do you do that? Because I, I speak to a lot of PE teachers on that. And um, how do you handle um, – cheating, conflict resolution, things like that. I love listening to different ideas from coaches.
1: Yeah, so um, it's, it's, it's funny. Every kid's different. So they handle uh, you know, discipline differently. Um, so we try to do several different little options. Um, the majority of the time in our gym, all I have to do is call the kid over, you know, and I'll, I'll get right down on their level and I'll just look them in the eye and say, Hey man, are you out? Did you get hit? You know? And the majority of the time, you know, they, they fess up and they look, you know, and, um, but you know, there's sometimes where they are, they're pretty adamant. No, the, no, I didn't No, you know, this, that, and the other, I was like, well, I saw you coach saw you, these kids are coming over telling me you're out, things like that. Right. Um, you know, I'll just tell them, Hey, I'm watching you, you know, like we're, we're watching you to make sure you're doing the right thing. Um, and then, you know, it comes into comes into play a lot of times to where, you know, now the kid's lying. So, like, now I've got two different things to deal with. You know, one, you cheated in the game. How am I going to handle that? And then two, you lied to me. And that's a totally different thing to me. That's two different things that I need to deal with. Um, so a lot of times I may forgive the cheating and let them know that, Hey, we saw you don't let it happen again. You know, and it, a lot they think they're off the hook. And then I say, uh, uh-uh, buddy, come back here. And now we need to talk about the fact that you just lied to me and coach. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, and I, I tell them all the time. I said, if you start these bad habits now, lying and cheating in a game right now, as a, as a 10 year old, when you get to be my age and you have a job that turns into, you know, Hey, you might lose your job and you might, you know, it bad habits now turn into terrible habits when you get older. Right. Um, so, so I'm always trying to, to make sure that these kids know that, Hey, what they're doing impacts their life when they get older. Cause, and so I, I try to give them tons of room and, and chances and, ways to, to create good habits and, and best habits and better habits. So, hey, I'm the coach of second and third chances for sure, but it doesn't go without them. You know, they might have to maybe sit out a game. And, you know, if it, if it continues and continues, uh, we have a discipline desk where, you know, hey, they go sit in this little desk and they've got five or six options that they can choose from, ranging from writing a letter to their parents about their bad decision Or, you know, writing a letter to their principal explaining what they did, or, you know, things like that. So they have a bunch of different options that they can choose to do. And they're doing that while their friends are playing the game. Um, Very rarely do we have to get to that discipline desk, but they know it's there and the ability to, you know, it's out in the gym, they can see it. Um, So, and you asked me about uh, um, conflict resolution and things like that with kids. (laughs) This is going to sound super simple, but I'm telling you, the power of rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) I love it. I totally believe
0: in that. Yeah. That
1: has changed the game. (laughs) They know, kids know, do not come up to me and coach and tell us that you got so and so out and this person, that and that. Like, hey, I tell them, I, I didn't see it. I don't care. So th- they know ahead of time that if there's a discrepancy in a game, you know, they think they're safe, and the other one thinks they're out or whatever, just face each other, rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper,
0: no doubt, man. Man,
1: I'm telling you, it saves so much of a headache on both ends. It is unreal. And they, you know, and for the most part, they're if they lose the rock, paper, scissors, hey, they go and they pay up and they're out and they can get back in. So, yeah, it the power of rock, paper, scissors has been huge. Um, so as far as you know, conflict resolution, you know, in a game, that that has been great.
0: And I think kids, it, it's it's a it's a simple it's a simple method. And believe me, the the years that I, I use it, I I totally believe in that philosophy. Kids, after a while, man, they they don't, they don't even ask. They just go rock paper scissors. That's yeah. when you know your system's really good. Yep. They don't even ask me. They go rock paper scissors. All right. And yeah, because they, they understand. They know that
1: I just. They know that I'll just stare at them if they come up to me and 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 like complain about and I'll I'll just look at them and they're like oh yeah sorry coach and they'll go play they'll go play rock paper scissors
0: <laughs> yeah 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 that's, uh, absolutely great advice and it works uh, oh, yeah. I totally I totally love it Matt um, hey talk about um, g- give me one more uh, you talked about um, competition it's mm-hmm. like uh, I really believe that competition done in the right way at the elementary level, there's a lot of coaches now that don't believe in competition. They believe in cooperation. I I think you got to do both because you got to compete in life, right? Give me something that you do that's very competitive, like most of your games um, that, um, you know, teaching kids how to, how to handle winning and losing.
1: Yeah. Um, So we, we also learned, um, you know, partway through that, you know, not every kid is, has the same ability as, as the other kid. Um, so the majority of our games, we try to one have five or six different types of jobs in every game we play, you know, whether you're a destroyer or a builder or a protector, um, we're able, you know, we try to give all those different options. So like the kids can choose what they want to do. Um, You know, we got kids that want to build this creation and kids that want to knock down the creation and kids that want to protect it. And, you know, depending on the game we play, there's so many different jobs that they can choose from. And, you know, the, the, giving the kid the ability to choose what they want to do helps because I'm not forcing anything on them. Um, And then it's also, you know, competitive because you got, Two sides of the the coin. You got the the attackers over here trying to attack the creation that these builders over here made. And think, and I'm just choosing one game right now in particular. But there, there's tons like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, just the 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 ability to give them the option to choose has empowered them. It helps with the kids that you know aren't don't have as the you know heightened abilities as like some of these other kids. Um, you know, but it, it keeps it competitive because you know, if these two kids are able to build and create something and also protect it, that can win in the game. And it won't matter how strong and fast these attackers are and destroyers are, if they're doing a better job building and and protecting, then these kids can win the game. And, you know, a lot of times that's not always the case. you know, as you get older, you know the the bigger, faster, stronger kids seem to you know always prevail because these other kids aren't given the opportunity to 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 win. So, you know, at the elementary age, we like to see everybody have chances to succeed mm-hmm. at some point. Right. Um, and so, just giving all these kids all these different chances to succeed, and you know, giving this one kid, you know, hey today's your day, buddy, you won this game. You know, you and your team helped win this game when uh, some days it's, you know, it might not be the case. So as long as overall, everybody's given all these chances and opportunities to succeed and um, chances to choose their job and all this stuff, they're having fun. Um, It it keeps it competitive uh, because it's not lopsided. You know, Um, you do your job that you chose, you can you have a chance for your team to win the game.
0: Yeah, I love that giving kids roles. Uh, not every kid's going to have, you know, maybe a, a a lot of kids can throw very well, right? So mm-hmm. some kids might be like you said, maybe. And I, I'm trying to remember the game you're talking about. Um, uh, what's the game you're talking about with the blockers and destroyers on that? Uh, the um, uh, so with the loops.
1: Yeah. Um. So we play. We call it. We play Angry Birds. We play Angry, Angry Birds. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know it very well. Sure. Yeah, yes, yeah. So, yeah. So we play that. We play. Um, there's all kinds of different games. We play mm-hmm. Jailbreak. Um, yeah, you know sure. things like that. We play. Uh, um, we play Team Jenga. You know, that's where they're trying to create things and stuff like that. And it, all all kinds of different games where there's a whole bunch of different jobs.
0: Yeah, and you're trying to give kids an opportunity to work with each other, right? Because mm-hmm. some kids are better than others, right? Oh, yeah. Do you? I mean, do you notice that? Do you notice that maybe sometimes girls um, work better than boys. I, I, over my years, the girls do a much better job than the boys oh, I, on big
1: games. It's funny yeah. because a lot of times I'll introduce a new game like that and I won't give them advice at all. I'll just explain the game, explain the roles, and when I say the word attack or destroyer and that's a job, what do you think all the boys are going to do? Exactly. Every single one of them want to be an attacker or destroyer. Right while the girls are you know some you know they they might want to come over there and, and build or or protect and cuz they're thinking you know and uh, it takes them a game or two for these boys to be like oh, okay we can't all be a destroyer cuz then right. nobody's building and nobody's protecting so yeah it's uh it, it's you know after a game or two they kind of they have to work together and they have to talk and they have to have a plan um so yeah we we play a lot of games like that five ball tag where, you know, there's, you got to have a little bit of everything for it to work. You can't all be one job. Right.
0: Absolutely. Coach. I love that. Hey, let's go. I'm going to go to your entertainment uh, uh, company as well in a second here, but okay. how you start class is important, but yeah. from the great PE teachers that I know guys like Ben Landers, guys like that who are unbelievable PE teachers how you finish class in the positive way is so important, right?
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh you know, if you just wait for time to run out and blow the whistle and, you know, and you know, they're not gonna learn you're not gonna know exactly what uh what they've learned. They're gonna run out of here crazy and the teachers are going to be upset with you. (laughs) Exactly. You know, so uh not only do I, you know, I give them jobs at the end. um, you know, we have a little bit of downtime at the end. Uh, I call it the water square, um, for lack of better words. I probably need a better term for it, but it's a, just one of the giant uh, squares in our gym, like the volleyball square. They, mm-hmm. you know, when I when the game's over, they all know, hey, they got to get in the water square, and uh, I'll count down um, again, and they'll get quiet, and um, I'll choose two. I they, I try to choose the two, like quiet still as a mouse you know as a rock just completely quiet kids and they'll start the 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 water square and those two will stand up and they'll look around they'll find two other people that are quiet and they'll pick them once you pick somebody you can go get water and get in line Mm. and it's you know they're not all getting in line at the same time where that's complete chaos they're getting line in an orderly fashion you know these two pick two more and they're kind of coming and getting in line to line up to go two at a time. And it's, you know, it's the whole place is quiet. You can hear a pin drop, you know, thankfully, because, you know, they just played a a loud game for an hour and, you know, my ears are bleeding. Um, So it's, it's a way for them to decompress. It gets them in a straight line. Um, They're able to get water and use the restroom if they didn't get a chance to during the game. And when they leave, the teachers come and pick them up and they're thankful because they're already in a straight, quiet line. So absolutely, leaving the gym is equally as important as entering the gym, for sure.
0: I totally agree with that. And something that um, uh, that, that I did with, at my former schools was, um, we all, of course, we always had a, a video at the beginning of a certain character trait that we want to see emulated. And then at the end, we would ask, we, we would actually ask them about what they did what did they learn from that day on that so I I always love trying to get kids to kind of remember what was like you know what was um you know what was the key aspect what was the key teaching point you got from today uh and you really kind of sometimes in PE class we forget about that right and we always had you know a student of the day um what's your philosophy on that
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we, um, we always ask questions. We're always, you know, um, Hey, can anybody tell me what's this? Or, you know, a lot of times throughout the day, I'll be dropping in little hints of things. I'll be like, all right, guys, you need to remember this, you know, (laughs) and then I'll bring it up at the end, um, and just kind of see who's been paying attention. And, and, you know, it's, it's funny. It's, it's cool to see who, who pays attention and, and who doesn't. And, um, you know, that's another way for me to, positive pinpoint on students that were, you know, paying attention and remembering and, and putting into action, so.
0: Yeah, and, and, and sometimes we forget, Matt, right, it's that there's a lot of cognitive things that we have to teach in PE, because a lot of times we, we move, we, we interact, but we don't ask questions uh, mm-hmm. and get them to think. Uh, yeah. But I know your best PE teachers get students to think why they're doing it, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're constantly asking questions, Um, it, you know, it's one thing if for me personally, I'm not going to learn anything if you just kind of just tell me what I should do, but if, if you're helping me figure it out on my own and you're leading me in the right direction and you're asking certain questions that kind of lead me to the right answer, I'm going to remember that. So, um, being able to ask kids specific questions without giving the answer away, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, if they give us a wrong answer, you know, it's how you how you follow that up will help them in the long run. So if they give me a wrong answer, I'm not going to say, "Nope, you're wrong. It's this. Right. I'm going to say, you know, are you sure, buddy? Because, you know, remember, we did this, this and this. And, right. and they're like, oh, yeah, sorry. It's that, you know, so mm-hmm. it's how you ask the questions and how you follow up with wrong answers definitely helps.
0: Yeah. You're kind of guiding them to the right answer. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Hey, Matt, talk about uh, your entertainment system on that, because I really want to promote that. I know you do a lot of things here in the community, but I also think you do it outside the community as well. Talk about Medlin Entertainment. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, Medlin Entertainment just kind of, um, it just kind of happened. Um, we kind of kind of snowballed into that. Um, uh, you know, I started doing a, sc- a school dance here and there about 10 or so Uh, 12 years ago. And it just kind of snowballed into doing lots of school dances. And then it went into, you know, taking the leap and doing a wedding and doing a big event and doing a banquet and doing this, that, and the other. Um, And, you know, long story short, uh, being in the community, um, knowing everybody in Walton County, just by default, just because I've been here, you know, I grew up here. I've been teaching here almost 20 years. Um you just kind of know everybody. And at some point, everybody needs a DJ. Um, you know, whether it's for a wedding or a birthday or a backyard barbecue or a school dance, at some point, you're going to need a DJ. Um, and I love the entertainment business. I love, uh, you know, I love music. Uh, we use music all the time in the gym. So that helps. So staying up to date with the current music has been tough, but it helps. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, we have, I own the business and run the business. Um, my sister-in-law, um, she runs the logistics side. She's our logistics coordinator. Um, she does all the booking. She handles all the emails, the communication. Um, and we have about, you know, 10 or so DJs ranging from a, a live violinist to an audio engineer, to a nice. sound guy, to, yeah, that's pretty cool. you know, actual DJs that, that can be booked and, and do events. So we do, we do everything we do. You name it, we do it.
0: Yeah. And how can, tell us really quick, how can people get a hold of uh, of you or how can they book something if they're interested?
1: Absolutely. Um, easy. Go to medlinentertainment.com. Go to our website, browse around. We partner with a photo booth, um, doozy photo booths. They're local as well. Um, so you can book everything from a violinist to a DJ, to a photo booth, to whatever you want. But yeah, you just go to meddlingentertainment.com. And if you would like to learn more about it, get pricing guides, things like that, click that top right button. It's ready for you. We're on yeah. Instagram and Facebook yes. as well.
0: Absolutely. And you're going to be at our our Legends Clinic, right, Matt? And hopefully you'll be at the uh, Battle of Champions as well, hopefully in December on that. So we're, you're proud yeah. sponsors of our... our
1: uh, our clinic and our showcase, so we appreciate. Yes, that. sir. Happy to do it, man. Definitely happy to do it. I, I look forward to it.
0: Yes, and, and before you go, uh, how can people get a hold of you? Because I know a lot of PE teachers are going to want to contact you to try to get some uh, some ideas from you.
1: You can email me anytime you want. Um, I got tons of tons of resources. We can. I'll help any way I can. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know if me saying my email is the easiest way or what. Sure. You know, it's, it's yeah. just m m, like the letter m mmedlin at walton.k12.ga.us, and you can hit me up anytime.
0: And I'll have that on the show notes for everybody to see. So, uh, Matt, I sure appreciate you coming on, man, sharing, helping us PE teachers and uh, get better uh, as teachers and coaches and so forth. We really appreciate everything you're doing.
1: Thank you very much for having me. This has been great.
0: All right. Take care, Coach.
1: All right. Thank you, sir.
0: Methan Entertainment offers a quality DJ service for your most important day and for any day you just want to party. With high quality DJs, Methan Entertainment will keep your wedding or event moving and grooving. We get involved with our events and get the crowd started and keep them engaged. All DJs and MCs with Methan Entertainment are more than willing to answer any questions, comments or concerns that you may have. All sound and lighting equipment is top of the line, mainly Bose and Chavez. You can contact Medlin Entertainment, LLC, at medlinentertainment at gmail.com, 678-451-7976, or on Facebook or Instagram, Medlin Entertainment, for your next party. Hi, Tom Gelardi here, PE teacher and content creator of the Phys Ed Zone on YouTube with over 4 million views of at home PE challenges, physical education warm ups, and brain breaks, as well as hundreds of tips for PE teachers found on TikTok. Just search Coach Gelardi. I want to thank Kevin for having this wonderful championship vision podcast where he interviews some of the best PE teachers and coaches from around the world. To all teachers, if you want to get inspired, check out the podcast and you'll find yourself improving your practices
1: as early as today.
0: Coaches, I'd like to introduce our new Championship Vision podcast sponsor, Grip Spritz. Playing on dusty, dirty has become normal to players at every level. The only answer was those peel-off sticky sheets. Players know they only work a few possessions. Coaches know they're incredibly expensive. The issue is they have adhesives. If you step on something sticky, your shoes become magnets to the dust and dirt on the court, so you're back every dead ball. Grip Spritz remove adhesives to allow the shoes to grip all game long with just one treatment. Our goal is to elongate the life of player's shoes stop them from slipping no matter what type of court they're playing on and save schools money from buying countless sticky sheets that just don't work. Go to gripspritz.net or on Twitter at grit slash spritz. Also, they will be at the Legends at the Grove clinic. If you use the code Legends, you will get a 10% discount. Go to their website now Grip Spritz,
1: the new innovative product you can't go without.